Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 33. I'm Jack. I'm Sam. And I'm Kevin. And what a week it's been, being a Spurs fan. <laughs> uh, two defeats, which, when you say it like that, sounds like it should be quite a, a tough week and a negative podcast, but it's definitely not going to be that tonight. No, my friend uh, Carl Woodbridge said it's, it's a, show. He said it's been a strange football week. Spurs lose twice, but we are on top of the world. And I think he's probably right. I think that's a, a, a brilliant summary from Carl. Um, let's talk about that Champions League game. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your emotions during that game. I'll come to you first. What, what, well, how, how, try to describe what you felt during that 90 minutes. Well, we all, we, we, we all watched it together. I mean, it's like a full scale right in our front room the other evening while we was watching it. Um, I think with me being older, I've kind of seen it all before. I was, I was quite relaxed. Uh, thought, Even at two one, thought we was gonna. Yeah, thought we was. Yeah, I was quite relaxed as long as we stayed in the game. Thought we was gonna completely mess it up, but obviously I was proved, thankfully, to be wrong. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about it then. So teams were teams were in. Um. Happy with the selection. Obviously, you're just thinking, keep it tight. First half an hour, I just keep it a nil nil. Sterling scores after four minutes. Um. Initially, we were very very critical of Trippier. Just a gut reaction, yeah. but actually, Sam, you you're a defensive player. You had to look at it, and you actually think there's not really a lot he could have done. It's, on it. it's really difficult because obviously Ster- Sterling's right footed, so naturally you'd want to show him down the line. But um, with the amount of bodies in between him and the goal, and the fact that when he come inside, Trips didn't give him a whole lot of room. He gave Sterling half a yard. That was it, and he got the space and just bent it into the bottom corner. It was one of them that. You could sit there and say, oh, we should have showed him onto his left foot, but I, I just think the finish was top class from Sterling and it was yeah. a perfect way for Spurs to start an important <laughs> game, isn't it? Uh, classic, really. I mean, Raheem yeah. Sterling, what a season he's had what on a the player. field. What an impact he's had off the field as well. There's so much love for Sterling, rightly so. He's a fantastic player and I think it speaks a lot about him as a person, you know, the amount that he's spoken out about racism in the game and changes in his life and all that, I think there should be nobody more deserved than him, in my opinion, to get player of the season. Yeah. I think he was much criticised, wasn't he, you know, a couple of seasons ago. Um, but People yeah, I know I he's 24. He's only 24 he's, as he's well. He's matured as a player and a person. I think you're right. He's a great role model for any young kids coming yeah, into the game. definitely. So that goes in, you're thinking, right, OK, we're really, really up against it now. Um, and we go straight up the other end and score a goal and you just think, oh my God, like literally the whole evening has now turned. Um, it was, from a City point of view, quite a sloppy goal. Laporte had a chance to clear. Son got half a yard through his foot at it. Edison, who's definitely still injured. Oh, he's he was, definitely He got injured, injured in the first leg because, yeah. I mean, he, he just doesn't get down to anything quick no. enough. No. Should have got down the save. It didn't. It went straight through him. You saw the net go and you're level at 1-1. You've got the away goal. It's yeah. too aggregate. We're obviously all going absolutely crazy thinking... This this is it. That's the goal now. That is really going to make life difficult. And the first thing we said after celebrating was, you know, City need to get another couple of goals now. Like we're really in the driving yeah. seat for this game. And then when we go straight up the other end again oh. and go two one up with Stop one of it. the finest counter attack. That's that goal from Sam. The second one is my Spurs goal of the season. It was absolutely sensational. The way Lucas Moore pounces, flicks the ball over the defender, runs, carries it. Plays the pass to Sun. Sun takes a touch. It's a brilliant little run from Deli Alley just to create a yard. And Sun bends it in the top corner. And when that went in, 
I mean, the noise was just on another level. What it must have been like in that away, and I, I dread to think. Yeah. But when that went in and we were all going absolutely crazy, uh, genuinely, when that went in, I thought we're through. The, prob- the, problem, the problem is, though, is we didn't have enough time to actually sit and process what the hell was going on because they went up the other end and scored within a minute through the luckiest goal I think I've ever seen. It was a weird goal, wasn't it? It was Just, a really weird goal. It, 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 was a, it was a bizarre game. I sat at half-time and spoke to you, Dad, and hmm. couldn't work out if I was happy, angry, frustrated or sad. There was so many emotions in that first half that I don't think any of us could really process it until the day after. Well, you forget as well that we were actually 3-2 down at half-time because Sterling scored again yeah. in that first half. We've... Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best footballers on the planet mm. and you can see why City haven't necessarily throughout the whole course of the season in the league been absolutely sensational because he hasn't been there. They've been brilliant to see this. They're a quality side but you really do see the difference when he's not there. And we'll talk about the league game in a minute. Um, but that cross that he put in for the Sterling goal to make it... Unplayable. Unplayable. The build-up, you can say maybe oh, some things could have been stopped, but as soon as he gets that ball, the defence were perfectly positioned for the cross. He hits that with so much power and whip that there's no way in how any of the defenders or Loris is going to get to it. It was yeah. an incredible ball I think, in. I think when you're coaching football, it's always the ball across the six-yard box. It's the one you always want. It takes the keeper out of play. If a defender hits it, it's likely to go in for an own goal. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It's a it defender's was, it was worst a nightmare when you're facing your own goal and the ball's been played in between yeah. the two, and you even think I've got to deal with that, and if I get it wrong, like it's his own goal. I don't want to criticise. I think some was a little bit asleep on the free mm. kick leading up to that, but I can't. Yeah, it was a quick. I can't. Yeah. I can't criticise him because of the two goals he scored yeah. at the other end, and that's what his job is. But then, then at half time, it's three three on aggregate, so we're still through at this point. But I was starting to get really, really nervous then because City were then only a goal away. I think I said to you at half-time, Jack, we was technically in a worse position than when we started because yeah. they needed two goals, whereas at half-time they only needed it's, one it's, goal. It's, it's, it's interesting because it, if you're looking at stats, I agree, obviously I agree with you, it's correct that we were actually in a worse position. But I actually think in the play of the game, I would have rather it have been that scoreline at half-time, the nil-nil, because... It's been like a we, tight nil-nil. Yeah, because we went out in the second half knowing full well with the belief that we've had two chances and completely mm. broke the defence in half on both occasions. So it was, like I said before, it was really, really strange half-time, so I didn't know how to feel about how the second half was going to go. We looked at it, though, didn't we, before the game, and we were discussing their back four. And we, we didn't fancy their back four, did we, in no. both games? And if you think that they're, you know, they're, their back four that they had out the other night is, is nearly £200 million pounds worth of players. And, think, and we're sitting indoors saying, oh, we don't really fancy their back four. When you look at City team, you, you do have the confidence when you play City that you're going to create chances. Yes. You do have that. Whereas I, com- I compare them to Liverpool more this season, and against Liverpool, they've been so excellent defensively this year that they've almost switched. You think back at the, you know, the previous City teams that dominated the league and, and the Ferguson United teams, and you just used to look at a defence and think, it's going to be difficult to even get a shot on target. Oh, Whereas this, this City defence, and the stats will probably show that they're as good a defender as anyone, but 
there's something about it where you think that they're going to make a mistake. I think the decline of companies not 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 is 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 mm. gone against them because he's not the player he was. But when he was on top of his game, yeah, three or four years best ago, best in the world, they, they were a different. They I were think a different that he that they just are struggling to find a partner for Laporte because Laporte yeah. is a sensational. And Sam, you, I think, and this might be an unpopular opinion. On his day, he is by far the best centre back in world football. And the two games against Spurs were the first two times I've actually seen him play poorly. Mm. Watch City a lot this season. I didn't know that much about him when he came over, but he's been flawless. I think the only issue is comparing it to our team. Laporte's the centre-half you have in the pairing that's arguably the better defender, but he needs the leader and the captain alongside mm. him. And I don't think Otamendi's that guy, and I don't think Stones is ready yet to fill the boots of company. Mm. So I think that's where the weakness is with City's defence. Mm. I, th- I think it can be a bit like a, um, a David Luiz character. You get at him and you don't give him any time to play the mm. ball out, and he realises in, in a battle. I think he's a different player then. Mm, that was interesting. And apparently, the team talk that Potch did at half time was fantastic. Um, the reports that were coming out after the game, uh, apparently, he said to the players, get ready to suffer because this second half you're going to be suffering but he said stay compact stay together we will have a chance keep the belief but you're going to suffer and we definitely suffered in the second half that gives me goosebumps Um, and you know but that's such a realistic team talk isn't it that you know they're going to come at you get ready we're going to have to dig in and Mm. stay in this game it wasn't a delusional Go out there, play. We're better than them. It was. It, it, yeah. it strikes me as a realist Pochettino. Yeah, he doesn't sugarcoat um, things. Yeah, and I, that would be so motivating as a, a group of players it's to know. Yeah. Right, you know what? You're this is going to hurt this sport. You know what you're doing. We're all in it together, and if every one of us puts everything that we've got on the line, we've got a chance. When it went four two, I, I honestly I thought we've had it here. I was like, I just couldn't because City were ahead, and that's the first point in the tie they'd been ahead, and I just thought. They were oh, playing so well as well, like weren't they? Everything was going against us I remember well. again, I, I sat, sat there... Because Sissoko just went off injured as well. We just had to stay in the game. The yeah. Sissoko going off was, was awful, but the substitution was brilliant because you have to carry a goal for it. You, you can't go to City and play 10 defenders. I know teams have tried to do it this year. You might get away with it once every 20 games or something like that. Someone will go there, a Burnley or someone will go there and win mm. once a year. It, that's the same all the way. But you've got to carry the goal for it. If you, you know, that's what got us through, carrying the goal yeah. for it. And, you know, the old near post corner again that everyone criticises. Yeah, well, I mean, Come Loren- off. Lorente, who has had his critics and... Last season, I criticised him a lot. I didn't understand why he was even part of the squad because I just felt like we didn't play to his strengths at all. This season has been a lot different. He's scored some big goals for us this season. He's got a lot of winners or goals that you know get us level in a lot games. Of good assist, I think he assists yeah. Ericsson against Newcastle. Um, someone didn't. I mean, he? it's you definitely know. not the prettiest goal that he'll ever score. But the ball went in the back of the net. And off you know, his hip off, as well. Off his hip slash hand slash arm. We're not really too sure. Or okay. can. Um, I don't care it was given. I honestly, when they VAR'd it, I thought it was going to be disallowed. I genuinely did because I thought that there would be a case of, oh, it looks like it's clipped his hand, they'll disallow it. I think if he'd have given hand ball for it in real time, it wouldn't have been overturned and been a goal. I think I the, the, the analogy is like cricket, that it was one of them that it's is. It's like the umpire's, umpire's call, call, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but there, wasn't, there probably wasn't quite enough to overturn it, so we got the goal. Um, and from from then on, it was literally it was brilliant. defend for your lives. 
And Christian Eriksen, he said it in his post-match interviews, the luckiest person on the planet. He would have literally been at hung out to dry, wouldn't he? What was he doing? What the hell? 30 seconds to go. Left foot, man. Left foot, foot the in the stand. Wanyama, Wanyama, a few minutes earlier, did the very sensible thing. As, there was the nothing on up front. Lumped there was no one. He just hit the corner flag. I think Ericsson, thought there was a multi-ball system though, so the ball was back in Ericsson, place straight away. Ericsson's a fantastic player. He's brilliant on the ball. Know when to lump it. Yeah. And we were all sitting in our living room. And when that goal went in, the... Anger, the emotions was ridiculous because we dug in and like you said, we haven't played, I don't think we played that great at all, but no, we I just we defended as a unit, worked so hard and I thought that was going to be the biggest heartbreak I've ever oh, seen watching I'm, Spurs. I'm going to disagree with you both on that because I, I, we might not have played silky attacking football, but what we did was we stuck to our job for once and that's and I thought that we battled everything. And you don't always have to play the fantastic attacking open football to play well. I thought we played very well. What, City. what I thought, what uh, let's just talk about the VAR first and before yeah. we come on to that point. I was broken when that Sterling goal went in. <laughs> I literally thought that's it. I thought that's it. Like I can't keep what I can't I'd, keep I'd seen it all before. Over. I'd seen no, it all but, but the thing is, you you people have seen losses, but. You've been watching the game for so mm. long, Dad. You had never seen anything no, like, like that, that. that at that just... level, at that stake, semi-final Champions League. No. You'd never seen anything like that Absolutely before. broken by it. Um, I just couldn't believe it. And then when it when they showed the replay and you saw that Aguero was offside, this was even before they announced the other. The first replay you could see was in Clearly. offside position, and we were going absolutely crazy. We were like, "He's offside, a hundred percent offside." Yeah. That's what he's done. And then when they said VAR were looking, we you just knew what was going to happen. He was going to give it. I mean, that'd have been so Spurs, wouldn't it? They'd have got an offside goal in the last oh. minute, you know, to knock us out. Wouldn't but it? this is where so VAR is throwing up a lot of um, controversies, and it did in that game. It did in that entire yeah. time. And for me, VAR has to be used in. That that decision, the Aguero one, is a black or white, is offside. There's no getting around it. So it has to help the referee in that Definitely. Where it doesn't help the referee is the Lorente goal because it's still such a subjective thing. Like some people say handball, some people yeah. say no. And VR is a concept. I think it's a good thing, but they need to figure out how to use it and I don't think they've figured that out yet still. I think the point you made about relating it to cricket is something that I think they need to use moving forward as in, like you say, with the offside, black or white, it's easy to see, with a more subjective decision because some people believe that Lorente was handball. I don't because, as Glenn Hoddle said, if the ball has struck his arm, because I'm a Spurs fan, um, but if the ball has struck his arm cleanly, it would have killed all the pace off of it and would have gone straight into the ground. But that's besides the point. But in that situation, maybe we need to look at having a umpire's call sort of thing yeah. where you have to then, if it's subjective and you can't clearly do it, you have to go by what the referee said in the first place. And like you said, I think that's the only reason that we got that goal given to us was because the ref gave it as a yeah. goal initially but I, I, how I, lucky you are that, I, that it's in play because otherwise that I agree with all of that in, in, I, I, in real right. time in that Sterling goal you, you didn't even think there was an no, offside they, they did no, not know no, no it was only when they played it back and we, we both shouted offside didn't we um, that's it, offside but I bet the only man in the whole stadium that, that knew that he was offside was Kevin De Bruyne because he was about four stages ahead of everyone the whole <laughs> night yeah. um, you, t- you said that you thought that we didn't play too badly in no, the, I didn't, in the I second didn't. leg um, 
the, what fascinated me was the approach. And our approach was the complete opposite to the first leg. The first leg was, we're going to be tight, we're going to be compact, we're going to give nothing away. Nil-nil's not a bad result for us, maybe we can nick a goal. The away leg, we said, we're going to go toe-to-toe with one of the greatest club sides ever. And the fact that we can do both, and over the course of 180 minutes, it was a pretty even time. Yeah, it's the ridiculous. fact that it was 4-4 four, four in aggregate yeah. is probably a fair score. I thought City battered us for large spells in that second leg, and I was really, really nervous. When Fernandinho came on, I genuinely thought, game over. Yeah. Uh, because he, he is uh, on another level. The fact that we've come through it, and the fact that all the injuries we had this season in that game, every, you said this, everything was against us in that Champions League game, and we dug the result out. We had enough character to say, all this has gone against us, we're going to use that as a motivation, and we're going to get through. And the fact that we've actually done that, and we've got a semi-final now against Ajax, we're 180 minutes away from the Champions League final. With Ajax are a, Ajax are a Excellent team. They've knocked out Juventus. They've knocked out Real Madrid. Bunch of schoolboys. If I'd have said to you in August, we will be a tie against Ajax away from the Champions League final. Laughed in your face. What? Laughed in your face. Don't worry. I'm not. uh, We cannot take Ajax lightly because they've beaten two of the best sides on the planet. I'd have have been happy to play Juventus. I thought we we we'd have been able to beat Juventus. But I just we are in such an incredible position in the Champions League uh, a position genuinely that I'd never thought I would ever see um, we're we've, so so close thing to is, Jack, making history what we've done well in these knockout games we kept a clean sheet at home mm-hmm. and you have to remember and I remember the Dortmund tie a lot of people whinging at half time yeah. and it, it's a three hour match you can't win it in 45 minutes no. you know you have to play the game over three hours we've done that really well in both our knockout games yeah. you think with the City home tie um, Sun had a bit of a half chance of about five minutes left for 2-0 in that game mm. again playing exactly the same way as we played um, at Dortmund so it's been good and I think on a le- learning curve that, you know obviously we've moved forward as a club this year's I, I just think I agree with you I just think there's no other scenario than us reaching the final now. Yeah. I respect Ajax for what they've done to knock out, in my opinion, the two best teams in the competition, mm-hmm. the two teams that you don't want to draw. But if we look at it, just look at the facts, we're playing a basically... A they're youth, an unknown quantity. They're an unknown Ajax. youth squad who are fearless, which is a dangerous thing, but we have got to take on the approach of, right, we're the big boys in this game yeah. and we're going to put our foot on the time. We're going to show them that they might have got fortunate in these games, but we're not Juventus and Real Madrid. We're here to get to the final. We're not taking you lightly. Yeah. There's a couple of um, worries for that game. The sun's out suspended. Sissoko it's unlikely he'll be fit because that game's only a week away. So we're going to have injuries, so he's going to have to be creative with who he plays where. But yeah. you know what? We've got so much belief going into that game. I would, be I would be absolutely devastated if we don't get to the final now. I, I, I genuinely... I, I would rather have... I'd rather have gone out to City in the last minute than lose to Ajax <laughs> in the semi. Genuinely. Um, to be this close from it would be awful. I think, Dyer's I think, coming back. Brilliant. Who had a great hour, by the way. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Lorente, should we give him another year? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Straight away. Give him another so. two. Can I just make a comment on the Ajax game? Um, both their knockout rounds, they've been at home first. And they've got the opposite scenario now. We are still playing at home first. So 
I think that might help us, and it'd be interesting to see how they approach the game. You know, they they I think lost and drew their last um you know knockout games at home, and then yeah, won the away did. game. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see how they approach this game if they do. You know that they don't know what they've got to do. It might be that they just sit there and think, you know what, we're we're taking nil nil or we're taking a one nil yeah. defeat or something. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays yeah. out. One player that I do want to talk about, Victor Wanyama, oh. who the games when he's come back in. He's been sensational, breaking play up, forward passes. The fact that he's got through 90 minutes of that City Champions League game was just astonishing. But to have him in there, in fact, we now lost Sissoko and Dyer's coming back. Hopefully Winks isn't too far away. Yeah. Um, Deli Ali obviously can play in that position. Yeah. Um, we're starting to have a few more options in Hopefully, the middle of the park again. Lamella's fit can be on the bench minimum because, again, he can offer something a little bit different off the bench, not as a starter, but off the bench. Well, we talked about Lamella and he he was injured in the warm-up, wasn't yeah. he? Yes. Um, which is yeah. a bit of a strange one. But let's talk about the City League game. I mean, we should have won. Oh, it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating. And we concede the early goal again, and you just think, oh, so, so soft. Um, so it soft. It was a soft goal. Well, you know what? All that game come down to was the fact that we were just not clinical enough. We had three or four golden opportunities. Son had a couple, Ericsson had one, and we, we just didn't take them, and that was different. City were terrified of us. Uh, I, I was really... Was they, brilliant. They were so brilliant. scared of Lucas and Son in attack... Um, it was astonishing. Like they were all over the place defensively. We've, we've played City four times this season, and there's been one goal in every game. Mm. So it proves that we're not miles not a million away. miles away from him. Um, Eric Dyer, great to see him back in. He got an hour, a little bit rusty, and he tied in the second half. It's brilliant to just have him back. Yeah, he trained on Thursday though. Yeah. I, I thought he played pretty well considering the the midfield he's coming up against. I was, and then I can't believe I'm going to say this, I was fuming after that game at the weekend. Mm. Absolutely fuming. Because we, like you say, Jack, Man City, the anxiety in that yeah. stadium was crazy. And if Son, if Ericsson would have just had a little bit more clinicalness about them, we yeah. could have easily won that game. Yeah. And based on what's happened in the rest of this weekend, third could have been sorted yeah. out, couldn't it? Uh, it could have been. I mean, with Arsenal losing, that was a real astonishing result. Man United losing. Burnley, Chelsea are currently playing as it stands and it's 2-2 at the moment oh, in that game. Like um, that. But there's a long way to go in that. Yeah. I think it, it, it's fine margins. And uh, at the moment, you know, our important thing is to go out and win our two games this week. Definitely. Um, but I think, you know, Woolwich has still got to play uh, Wolves, Burnley and Leicester away. Can't see them winning all you know them what? games. No, I can't it's, either. it's entirely up to us where we finish. It we is. don't have to worry about anyone else. We don't. We've just um, got to win four games to finish third. Yeah, exactly. And we've got, we've got Brighton tomorrow night. So we're yeah. recording this on, on Easter Monday. So Brighton tomorrow night, who are a team that are all over the place at the minute. Um, they look terrible defensively. They're not scoring goals. Um, so that has to be a game where we take all three yeah. points. I, it's very, very similar to me to Huddersfield. It's about yeah. getting that first goal. If you can get that first goal in the first half an hour, yeah. you can hit three or four past them. The longer it goes on at nil-nil, the more difficult that game yeah. gets. So it's just about you know starting with real intensity. And no individual mistakes at the back. Yeah, uh, but I imagine he's going to rotate the side again because I think yeah. he has to. So I think we'll, we'll see Sanchez in again. 
Fife maybe might walk Peters. I think I do think he'll rotate it. The good thing is in that game um, is that the, the good thing and it's not the good thing but with Sun being out of the semi-final first leg is we can use him as much as possible in yeah. our next two league games and that means at no point we won't be carrying a goal threat against yeah. Brighton and West Ham which is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Quick predictions for the Brighton game? 3-0. Uh, yeah, 3-4-5. Three, it's up to us how many goals we score. 2-0. I think we, we haven't conceded yet in the... Uh, New stadium, so hopefully that continues. And then the big one at the weekend, Saturday lunchtime, we've got West Ham. West Ham worries me a little bit. That's my worry game. They carry a goal threat, and I think that's always a worry. Um, I think they've got enough players up there who can damage you at that end of the pitch. We haven't uh, found West Ham an easy opponent the last three or four seasons. We might have got results. Massively yeah. struggled. Massively Early this season, we did well. It's the game, that, it's the game that I'm a bit worried about. Um, it'd be a disaster to lose to them in the new ground, but that will happen at some point. But we've got to go out and beat them. We've got to get behind the team. We've got to play really well on I think on the Saturday. atmosphere will be bouncing again. We've got to know? play really well. Just got to, I, I, I get we need them. the six points. If we get the six points, I think if we get, get to next... Uh, I think if we get to next weekend with six points in the bag, I think thirds we'd only need to win one of the remaining two games. Because I think, as I said earlier, uh, I think May United won't catch us now. They've got to play City and Chelsea. Hopefully they'll be up for the Chelsea game. Hopefully May United will beat Chelsea. Uh, it could just open up one I or two I think they'll things. roll over against City. But it's it's up to us, really. It's up to us. It's definitely up to us. I think what, it's between us, Woolwich and Chelsea now. Yeah. For the, what what the do you think for that West Ham game? <clears throat> Prediction, Sam? Oh, yeah, we, we, we have to win. I think you've got to strip away everything, all the emotion and that for the derby. We are 10 times better than that team in every single position and it should be it should be a couple of goals should, victory. Should be. Um, should. What do you think the score will be? I think it will, I think it will be a nervy 3-1 win. I'm going to go 2-1 Spurs mm. and I'm going to go with a late, late winner. Oh, that would be amazing. I think West Ham will score. I think they'll be the first yeah, team to score. I think so. I'd probably go down the 2-1 route. So I think it'll be time. Mm. Anything can happen in a derby. That's what you just have to be aware of. And I think yeah. your point, Sam, on keeping the emotion out of it, that's what you've got to we've, do. We've struggled in the last few years. I don't know what it is when West Ham come to land, but we seem to get involved in the stupid games that their fans bring, take emotion out of we've, it. I think that we've allowed them, the last few seasons, to make the game what they want it to be, which is a fight and a scrap. Exactly. And a, and a pure 50-50, let's see who pick up, picks up second balls. And if it's that type of game, they've got as good a chance as we have. Yeah. If we can stamp our authority and play football against them, we're a, a better, we're a better side, a we, should, we should beat them, but you, you just never know. Is he going to rest Ericsson in one of these two games? No. I don't think he will. I don't either. think he will. He's a professional I, footballer. He's got to deal with it. I think you know if if we beat Brighton and we beat West Ham, fantastic. It will then play Ajax, and then I think he'll then look and he might then maybe rest the game after that, the league game after that, I, which would the, be Bournemouth. Bournemouth Saturday lunchtime. I think that would be the game if he's gonna drop a real star player, not drop, so rest them. It'll be that game. It'll also be interesting by then we know where we are on the table, exactly. Because we might be able to afford to do that, or we might have to play a full strength yeah. team. So we've got to qualify for the so Champions League. What do you think about it? We've not got loads of. It's not an insane no. schedule. And to be up. fair, no. all season we've been playing weekend midweek. For yeah. I can't remember a month period where we haven't played two games a week yeah. minimum. So uh, these star players, I don't get it. their fitness levels are through the roof. They've got to deal with it. I mean. If Ericsson, like if he plays in these three games and stamps his authority, 
we we can secure wins. third oh. and have a great chance of getting in the final. It's time now for the We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. So for this feature, I will give you a game that Spurs have been involved in. I'll give you half, about half of the starting 11 um, for Spurs in that game. And your job is going to be, can you figure out the rest of the players that started for Spurs uh, in that game? So this game is March 2007. <laughs> West Ham United 3, Tottenham Hotspur 4. <laughs> okay, so Tottenham played a 4-4-2 formation that day. So the goalkeeper was Paul Robinson. So write that one down. Yep. Your right, let me go through more before you answer. Your right back is a question mark. Your centre backs are Michael Dawson and Anthony Gardner. Your left back is a question mark. Your right-hand sided midfielder is Aaron Lennon. Your first centre midfielder is a question mark. Your first centre midfielder is a question mark. Yeah, 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 Your sorry. second centre midfielder is Timu Tainio. Your left-hand sided midfielder is a question mark. And then your two strikers. The first one is Dimitar Berbatov. And the second one is a question mark. So I need right back, left back, centre midfield, left midfield and centre forward. You need right back. What is your thinking? Back. Centre mid, left mid and centre forward. So what's I'm your happy thinking? with that. What's I'm your happy thinking? With that. Um, I'm, he, he might have been playing in midfield. He might have been playing in midfield, but I'm happy with what let's, he's got. Let's, so let's start the defence. You need a right back. So what are you so, thinking? So obviously I'm he's thinking of the eagle. The eagle, Paul Sterteri. No. Because he well, was this, playing this, in midfield this, then. Right. What, so let's go through it. Was he a sub for this Paul game? Paul Sterteri was on the bench. He's he, on the bench. So he's not in this Okay, that's fine. He actually came on in the second half. Was left back Lee young Pio? Correct. Okay, so that's that Correct. one sorted. That's your left back. So we've got Lennon on the right, uh, Team Utania in the middle. Was JJ in the midfield? JJ was in the midfield. Jermaine Genus. Genus and Tania were in the midfield. So then you need your left-hand side of midfielder. Did we have Steed Malbronk? It's a great shout. Wasn't Steed Malbronk. Wasn't Steed Malbronk. Okay. It was not Steed Malbronk. But it's not, not a bad shout, that at all. Um, Steed Malbronk. It, you know, he was, a, he was a useful player at the time, but it wasn't him. Um, we've got to get a right back as well yeah we'll come what about centre forward we'll come back centre forward go on dad alongside Berbatov well Jermaine Defoe is correct because he had correct. the shot that the keeper parried for, correct. for the eagle to score so, um, so we've got to find a right back then we're short of a right back Terry came on for Genus in the 57th that's fine so in this game right, I'm picturing the kit um, that we were playing in to try and get an idea of what players played yeah. in that kit and I see playing that kit. Um, so right back, it's it's in, it's too early for Chimbonda, or is it Chimbonda? Pascal Chimbonda. Pascal Chimbonda. Great shout. And great, then great shout. What a lousy team. That's left, no, left, left, mid, left midfield. This is a tough one. Left midfield. <laughs> he came off in this game in the 46th minute and was, was, was replaced by Tom Huddleston. Was it Hossam Ghali? What a shout. Yay. What a shout. Hossam Ghali. That, I Don't. thought that, might want, that one might stump you. Um, Famous one. That's, so that, that Spurs side was Robinson in goal, Chimbonda, Dawson, Gardner, Lee, two defence, 
Lennon, Genius, Tony O'Gali, Defoe, Berbatov. About the front, so it's pretty... Oh, and the subs, subs not used in that game were Radic Cherny yeah. and Ricardo Rocha. Jesus. Oh, I mean, that that side just... Still still better than West Ham. Shows how crap that West Ham. Oh, I'll tell you what place. I would say about that game. If ever you've had a crack day at work, just <laughs> go on YouTube and watch... Watch about, I think it's about a 15-minute highlight. Wind through the first five minutes. Watch the last ten. Guaranteed to put a smile on your face every time. Yeah. Um, amazing game. Absolutely amazing game. But, I mean, what a week, ten days it's been as a yeah. Spurs fan. City fans must be absolutely gutted. There's a brilliant thing going around on Twitter, which yeah. is uh, so near but yet so far. Bigger bottle jobs than us. I think they had a field day with it in Madrid. Apparently, didn't they? They were saying like five hundred million on players, and you still can't (laughs) win the Champions League. You know. But there you go. What a week! Remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs! I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.